0: Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com/podcast with the code PARENTING for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello everyone. So I was all ready to answer a question this week, but something pretty serious came up in our house and I felt like it was really important information to share. Now last month I had an episode where Dr. Nicole Birkins and I talked about children's mental health, what to look out for, when to reach out for additional support. Well, we had this exact thing happen this week in our house. I feel it's really important for me as a parent to be as transparent and authentic with other parents as possible. So I felt like it was really important to share my experience in dealing with a child who is really struggling right now and when and how I reached out for help and the steps that we're now taking. But before I get into that, I did have something come in this week, and so I wanted to give a huge thank you to one of the moms who wrote in, Amber. She sent a really nice supportive email, and these emails absolutely make my day, sometimes several days, when parents let me know how much I've helped them, how much I've helped them turn things around in their family, because I have no idea the impact that I'm making until I get an email. And so it really helps me to know I'm making a positive difference for families and to keep doing what I'm doing. Like everyone, some days I wonder if I'm on the right path or if I'm making a difference. So I just wanted to share this from Amber. And she said, Dear Erin, I received a copy of your book, The Connected Parent's Guide to Toddlerhood last week. Oh my goodness. It is like seven parenting books all in one. I was blown away by the detail and information on temperament, and it's helping me to understand my individual children so much better and why they do what they do and how to react differently to each one of them. I haven't gotten to the discipline or the potty training or other chapters yet, but I can tell this will be an invaluable resource in our house for the next three years. Thank you so much, Amber. So I just wanna say thank you to Amber so much for these kind words. And I worked, not just me, we actually worked really hard on this. I have um, somebody who is a specialist in designing books and she really helped with that. And then um, Ashley, who has been with me for many, many years since the very beginning, who is my graphic designer, does a lot of stuff um, on the website with the emails, with the graphics that go out on Instagram and Facebook. And she's absolutely amazing. So she also helped with the book design and so we worked really hard to make the book as comprehensive as possible, as well formatted and designed as possible to make it really easy for parents to find the information they were looking for. So I'm really glad that parents are finding it valuable. So our youngest son has been struggling in a big, big way the last couple of weeks. Just breaking down crying a lot over things that normally wouldn't bother him, taking things very personally, things that normally wouldn't bother him. Now the thing about Chandler's personality is in general he's very happy-go-lucky. He's a very grateful person. He is so grateful for the smallest things when we get to do or where he gets a small little trinket somewhere. He is just so grateful for that and he will play with it, he will hold on to it, he will sleep with it, whatever is appropriate for weeks and weeks on end. It will just become his favorite thing. Uh, but he's also very sensitive. He is highly feelings aware. If you've taken the temperament class, you'll um, recognize that if your child has that as well, but really in touch with his own feelings, really in touch with other people's feelings. And he feels things very deeply. He's very loving. He's very snuggly. Um, He always says, I love you. Like, all the time. Every time he sees you or says goodbye, I love you, good night, I love you, he'll say it like 20 times. And these are all great qualities, but it also means they can struggle with emotions more than others because they feel so much. Now this isn't to say that children aren't that aren't highly feelings aware won't also struggle with emotions or struggle with um, some of the things going on right now. Chandler is also one who forms deep friendships, So he isn't the kid that just has like 10 different friends or plays with everybody, he really finds people that he connects with and then he will form a deep friendship with them. But what that means is there's a lot fewer people who will really click with him. And so he's been struggling with friendships. Even when we lived in Santa Clarita, he had like two or three really close friends. Um, And so sometimes if those friends weren't available, he didn't always have friends to play with or even have friends for his birthday party. He'd have one or two kids come for his birthday party because he just doesn't click with a ton of people. So now we've moved and he's been struggling with friendships. He's met people, but they just don't click with him. He has one boy from class that he is building a friendship with who he does really like, but we hadn't been able to get a hold of the parents. So we just hadn't been able to plan any play dates. He had had some other friends that have kind of come and gone. He just didn't quite gel with them. So he's been trying, but it's been a struggle. And without that, and all the changes and everything going on, it has just really, really exacerbated a lot of these feelings and struggles. So Monday, I realized he may very likely be experiencing some depression. He has been unable to problem solve, find a way to being a happier person, a happier place, even with my support and coaching. So I knew it was time to bring in some outside help for us, to help him build some resilience, some coping skills, to work on problem solving in the areas where he's struggling, to help him bring that frustration tolerance back down where everything isn't bothering him so much. So we made an appointment and I made an appointment with the pediatrician to get in to see her, to get him assessed. Now, when we went in there, she told me how so many kids are struggling right now. They're seeing so many more kids with depression and anxiety and a lot younger than they have ever seen before in all kinds of ways they have never seen before. And we also heard that from Dr. Birkins as well when she was on the show a month or two ago. So I want to remind parents to be on the lookout for those signs of your child not acting like their usual selves. I wanna preface this with the older your child is, the easier this is going to be to assess. I'll get to parsing that out here in just a minute. For me, it was easy to spot. Chandler was very emotional, breaking down crying every couple of days, wanting to sleep with me in my room twice in the past week and a half, which is just not like him at all. So I have a long history with Chandler. He's 10 now, and we've seen him through those 10 years. We know his personality. He's very, usually very easygoing, very flexible, very go with the flow, but everything is just bothering him lately. Now the good news is, if you've been following positive discipline, you know your child well, and you have formed those strong connections. So you have that foundation where it makes you a safe space to share. But we also know that all kids are different. And while some kids will come to us and share when they're struggling, others will open up if we notice and ask, while others will struggle to open up about feelings at all, even if we ask. So there's a spectrum of this and it encompasses several temperament traits. Feelings aware, that I just mentioned, adaptability, intensity, and even general mood can affect how well kids will adapt to change and also how easily or not they connect to feelings and then share them with others. So keep this in mind when when you're having or trying to have serious conversations and talk about their feelings. Some kids are just gonna need a lot more support than others and may be difficult to get them to share or because they're maybe not connecting with them as deeply or not understanding their feelings as well as some other kids who are able to connect with their feelings and understand them better, more naturally. So I know we went over these or some of these in a previous episode, but I think it's really important to reiterate what to look out for, especially if you have a younger child. Because the younger the child, the less ability they will have to articulate what they're experiencing. Then we'll get into the steps to take to get your child the help they need. The earlier the intervention, the better. Here are some signs to look out for to determine whether or not your child might be struggling with their mental health, such as depression or anxiety, and you may want to bring in some additional help and support. Number one, they just seem different. The older your child is, the easier this is, just like I mentioned before. Because with toddlers, they are changing so rapidly. They're teething, they're learning to walk, they're learning to run, they're doing a lot, a lot of physical changes and development. So we can sometimes wonder if it's just a stage. Some kids will be more obvious, like the signs that we saw in our house, breaking down in tears a lot, irritability, low tolerance for small things, basically heightened over what you normally see. Again, much easier with older kids. So I'm gonna talk more specifically about preschoolers in a moment. But you still might see some of these in preschoolers as well. So I'm gonna go through these and then I'm gonna pull preschoolers out specifically because there's some extra things you might wanna look for or be able to give you more indications. Number two, markedly lower frustration tolerance than they've had before. Every child has a different level of frustration tolerance and parents will know the general spectrum of their child's frustration tolerance. Because of course this changes day to day depending on what's happening, if they're tired or what they've been through, but if this seems markedly different, markedly worse for an ongoing period of, well, definitely two weeks or more, this is another sign. If it's even going on for a week, a week and a half, you might start to wonder by two weeks or more, this is definitely something bigger going on. I'm going to get to the other signs that you may want to look out for, as well as steps to take when getting help for your child, right after a word from our sponsors. These later years of childhood have been flying by. As a mom, I want to not just be available to my kids during these last years they have at home but I wanna feel good and have the energy I need to keep up with their schedule and my own. So my health is a top priority. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and body back into harmony. You're not alone on your wellness journey. Every customer gets one-on-one support to help you meet your goals. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. A healthy gut positively impacts immunity, mental health, sleep, digestion, and skin health. It helps regulate digestion, immunity against bad bacteria, and improve nutrient absorption. The gut has been called the second brain because it contains more than 100 million nerve cells. It is a vitally important piece to our overall health, both physical and mental. So to make sure my gut is working at its potential, I started taking EQ's daily women's microbiome defense to improve my digestion and nutrition absorption, boost my overall immune health, and help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code parenting for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code parenting at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Now that we're back, I'm gonna get to the rest of the science to look for if your child is struggling with their mental health or to get some indication if they're struggling with their mental health, such as depression or anxiety. They're taking things personally or much more personally, or things are upsetting to them that were not upsetting to them before or nearly so upsetting before. And while this sounds like frustration tolerance, because they are related, it can be the same but or it can overlap, but it also can present a little differently. So one of the things I noticed was Chandler had two days in a row where he came home very upset about interactions with his teacher. When we asked him about these interactions, it was his teacher just explaining to him the expectations for how to properly research a project. He was very upset about getting any constructive criticism, and normally this would not bother him at all. It would be like water off a duck's back. So that was another sign that we were getting. Another one I mentioned, and this is more obvious, the sadness, a lot of crying is a sign, but not all kids will present with sadness. Some get much more irritable rather than sad. And this is especially true if your child's temperament is lower in feelings aware. Also, you'll see this a lot in teens. Um, they Sometimes they just get to that irritability rather than showing sadness. They show it in a different way. They aren't as in touch with feelings of sadness, so it presents as irritable. Everything is irksome. Everyone is irksome, or a lot of people are irksome, and so they just don't want to be around people or deal with them or deal with stuff. Everything is just kind of too much to deal with, or a lot of things are too much to deal with, things that were never a problem before. Okay, for preschoolers, let's go. Let's cover some background. Starting around three, maybe a little bit before, but definitely by around three, these years, three, on, five, six, seven, huge years, leaps in social skills. They're just starting around three and they're gonna make really big leaps through age five, six, seven. And so this requires them to have opportunities for social interactions. Obviously that has been very limited. If your preschooler is just now turning three and they're having opportunities for regular interactions, they've had opportunities for regular interactions, if they aren't being expected to socially distance or they're not under any kind of rules regulating the amount of closeness of interactions, then they likely will have not been affected or affected very little by this, especially their social development. Now, I say this with some caution because if there was a lot of stress in the home, everyone under one roof, parents stress, job losses, grandparents coming to live with you, stress and fighting over whatever, then of course that stress can and does get felt by children. So only you know the amount of stress or calm or struggle or not that has taken place in your family over the past year and a half, and how well you have been able to shield your children from any stress and strife the adults were under. And of course we were all under some type of strife for stress. But if your preschooler was or is or has been or has turned three anytime during the past year and a half and been limited in interactions, limited opportunities for social connection, there's very likely some deficits in skill. But also, as a natural developmental stage, it has been delayed because this is something they're really doing it three they're learning how to play with other kids how to negotiate what they want how to make rules together and plan play together this is the part of the developmental stage and if this has been pushed aside then they have some developmental delays in that and is very likely and or not uncommon that they may be experiencing some depression or mental health struggles because of that not getting that need met that developmental natural need that they had or have right now most kids have been affected to some degree or another and the more people i talk to pediatricians teachers therapists counselors the more i'm hearing just how detrimental some kids have been affected teachers are telling me even middle school kids are struggling with social interactions and remembering how to interact with their peers connect with their peers problem solve and work together counselors, therapists, pediatricians, they're all telling me they are seeing mental health struggles in kids they've never seen before. Even younger kids, four and five, that was just unheard of before 2020. So for any age kids, this is another sign clinginess, neediness, needing more reassurance, physical touch. Like when I noticed Chandler wanting to stay in my room with me for two nights in a week and a half time period when he would have had zero interest in that before. He loves his room. He loves his bed. He would come in and tell me goodnight. He didn't even want to snuggle with me. He just wanted to go into his own bed. He loves to sleep. He's a good sleeper. He was my good sleeper as a baby. But wanting to stay with me um, throughout the evening and the night was a very, um, big sign to me that something was not, he was not feeling um, himself for sure. So if you're seeing any of these signs, the sooner you can get an assessment, the better. Working in mental health, I've seen kids, young kids, turning to very unhealthy coping skills, such as self-harm and others. But this is heartbreaking. And I was watching as Chandler filled out the questionnaire, kind of nonchalantly, kind of peeking over. And when he answered the question about Did he ever feel like he wanted to self-harm or any suicidal thoughts that came up? I just, it took my breath away and I just kind of held my breath while he answered and I was like, oh, please answer no. And I didn't say it out loud, I was just like, "Mm -hmm." He did put down no and I breathed a huge sigh of relief. But these situations, gone untreated, can very quickly spiral into a bad situation. His pediatrician also noted, because they take these questions and they ask a lot of questions over and over because um, it's their way of really seeing if the assessment and the way they're answering the questions um, has some uniformity to it, and so they can get a better assessment that way. She also noted that there was nothing in his answers to alert us of any kind of major concern, so I was grateful for that. So step one is to get into your pediatrician. When I called, I just said I needed an appointment to have his mental health assessed. I kept it very neutral. I didn't want to say for depression. I wanted the pediatrician to come to her own conclusions based on her assessment. So she did a very thorough assessment and exam. She spent over half an hour with us. She was incredibly thorough, very kind, very caring, and we were so lucky. She gave me all kinds of resources from websites to referrals, I could call to find the right therapist who treats children with depression that lives in our area, of course. So the other great tip she gave was to start with the school. So if you have a school-age child, if you get the assessment, if there is some type of mental struggle, whether it's anxiety or depression or both, sometimes they're co-occurring many schools will have a school counselor. So she said to check there first because we were much more likely to be able to get into the school counselor much quicker than into someone in private practice because a lot of them are so overwhelmed right now, they're booked out for months with our current state of affairs. So I was extremely lucky. I took him into school the next morning. I walked into the office. I talked to the lady at the front desk and I just asked him like, do you have a school counselor? She said, yes, we do. And I explained what had happened. I pulled him out early actually the day before. So she was there when I took him out just 10 minutes early but I needed to get him to the appointment on time. And so she knew that he had left early the day before. I explained that he had had a pediatrician appointment, that he had been diagnosed with moderate depression that we were advised to um, get him in to see the school counselor if there is one. And so she said, hold on a minute. A lot of times she's here this early. I'll see if she's available to talk with you. So we sat down and we were able to, the two of us, three of us, Chandler and I, and the uh, counselor were able to go sit down and talk together. And then she talked to him later that afternoon. She's going to see him weekly and I am so relieved. I feel so blessed. Um, to have this resource to have been able to get in so quickly to start getting him some treatment while I work on getting him a therapist outside that, you know, we'll see if I can get someone quickly, but I've been told that it's not super likely to be able to get in to see someone very soon. So we're really lucky about that. The other things that I have done is we're really working with him to build some friendships, um, helping him with those skills. He knows how to make friends, but you know when you're just not feeling great, it's really hard to be friendly and get out there and put that effort out because you don't feel like it when, you've, when you're really feeling kind of down in the dumps. So we're working with him on that. His dad got the number for the friend at school so that we can invite him over for play dates so that we can have him over for his birthday. I got him an overnight with his best friend where we used to live. Um, I texted the mom. I told her what was happening. And I'm like, he could really use some time with his best friend. If there's any time you're available, please let me know. I will drive him up and we will. I have a friend I can hang out with for the day or the night. So he's doing an overnight with his best friend. Um, He is really into parkour. We just started him with that. We got him signed up for two days a week. So one, the exercise is really important that he hadn't been getting very regularly. He was only doing one day a week of ice hockey. So getting him now three days a week of exercise, something he's really enjoying, building the friendships. So really, really scaffolding that process. Like I talk about scaffolding in other areas, you wanna scaffold this and help them with those areas that they're struggling, help them find joy, In the areas where they do have joy and excitement, really try to build that up in whatever ways you can, you know, whatever that is, especially if it's getting outside and getting into nature, that's always good, but getting any kind of movement. So those are the things that we're working on. And then I will, of course, work with the counselor with stuff that they're working on, any homework that we have, anything she recommends we work on at home, we will do as well. So if you wanna know more about temperament, there are nine traits of temperament and understanding these about your child just really helps you understand your child much more deeply, where they need some assistance, where they're really good on their own. I really love the class on temperament. It's just one of my favorites mindfulness. is another great practice. It cuts down on mental health struggles like depression and anxiety. So getting kids into some mindfulness is another great course. And of course, the discipline, the positive discipline classes, which build that great connection, build that mutual respect, build that understanding of how to communicate about all kinds of things, including feelings and when we're not feeling very well and when we're not feeling ourselves and opening up that dialogue and, and making the relationship a safe space to share about it. You can visit the website yourvillageonline.com for all those and the 60-plus parenting classes on demand. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.